What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens beat the clock and Ahoy there, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off the cuff stories, particularly spooky stories this week. Oh, I don't know if they're all that spooky. How do you know, Mama Gemma? We haven't told them the story yet. Yar, Mama Gemma, why don't you tell your son, Zack, how is it that you know the spookiness levels of this week's story? Easy. Because it's my turn to be in the story, and I don't like things that are very spooky. Also, you're not afraid of much. That's sweet, Zizi. But everyone's afraid of something. Hot good thing, too. Otherwise, we'd have nothing to talk about this week. Well said, Bubaloo. Thank you, Petey the Pumpkin, the former pirate. Fry, Petey the Pumpkin, the former pirate. I'm a magical Watto lantern with the ability to turn your eye fears into spooky. But not too spooky. Arg, will you just tell us your fears so we can start the story, Mama Gemma? Well, it has to do with the dentist. Of course, the dentist. A mortal fear for even the bravest pirate. I'm afraid of disappointing my dentist if I don't take good enough care of my teeth. Blurg! You couldn't just let me tell a story about a spooky dentist. That wouldn't be fair to dentists at all. Never mind dental hygienists and their hard-working assistants. Uh, you're taking all the fun out of this. Just play the question from Avi. Hi, my name is Avi, and I like unicorns and dogs. And I'm five and three quarters. And my what if question, what if Fred the dog is a dentist? Bye. Thank you. And the teachers at the dental school. Never mind the volunteers who go to those schools for procedures. Yeah. Thank you, Avi, for your question. Now let's find out what if Fred the dog was a dentist. What if kittens beat the clock Ahoy there, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories, particularly spooky stories this week. Oh, I don't know if they're all that spooky. How do you know, Mama Gemma? We haven't told them the story yet. Yar, Mama Gemma, why don't you tell your son, Zack, how is it that you know the spookiness levels of this week's story? Easy. Because it's my turn to be in the story, and I don't like things that are very spooky. Also, you're not afraid of much. That's sweet, Zizi. But everyone's afraid of something. Hot good thing, too. Otherwise, we'd have nothing to talk about this week. Well said, Bubaloo. 
Thank you, Petey the Pumpkin, the former pirate. Fry, Petey the Pumpkin, the former pirate. I'm a magical Watto lantern with the ability to turn your eye fears into spooky. But not too spooky. Arg, will you just tell us your fears so we can start the story, Mama Gemma? Well, it has to do with the dentist. Of course, the dentist. A mortal fear for even the bravest pirate. I'm afraid of disappointing my dentist if I don't take good enough care of my teeth. Blurg! You couldn't just let me tell a story about a spooky dentist. That wouldn't be fair to dentists at all. Never mind dental hygienists and their hard-working assistants. Uh, you're taking all the fun out of this. Just play the question from Avi. Hi, my name is Avi, and I like unicorns and dogs. And I'm five and three quarters. And my what if question, what if Fred the dog is a dentist? Bye. Thank you. And the teachers at the dental school. Never mind the volunteers who go to those schools for procedures. Yeah. Thank you, Avi, for your question. Now let's find out what if Fred the dog was a dentist. I just finished doing that thing where I talk over people who are totally missing the point. What are you talking about me? Oh, Petey, of course I am. But I was narrating in my mind and it's rude to eavesdrop. Yeah, okay. And then I realized I was running late for my six-month cleaning. What a shame. She's actually excited about the dentist. So I picked up my smart mouth pumpkin, kissed my kids goodbye. I love you, but you promised to limit yourself to eight or fewer kisses when you leave the house. And that was eight exactly. She's got you there, Saga. Oh boy, now it's my turn. Guess I better pucker up. Papa Lou, do you want me to be late for the dentist? No, well maybe if you just gave the kids four kisses, you'd have the- Oh, fine. Please stop. I like that our parents love each other. But I still don't need to see it. My face hurts. And off I went to meet my new dentist. Ring, ring, a gingle. Jingle the doorbell upon my arrival. It was a lovely little poorly lit concrete room with a rusty chair and a flickering light bulb. Hello, and welcome to Fred E. Dentistry. The best dentist who ever lacked opposable thumbs. <laughs> it was Fred the dog. The cutest, oldest, pot-puggiest, the longest-tonguiest. Are you narrating to everyone about my long tongue and that's why I sound this way? I was just getting to it. Well, don't bother. I'm here because you're afraid of the dentist. And that's all you need to worry about. <laughs> oh, I'm not really afraid of dentists. Oh, oh, but you should be. And why's that now? Because the E in Fred E Dentistry stands for evil. Oh, no. How evil? Well, fairly evil. But also we're the only dentist in What If World. <sighs> I know. At least you're in network. Wahaha! <laughs> then let the pain commence. Show me them toothums. You mean my teeth? Hey, did you read Dentist for Doggies five minutes ago? Did you spend 40 monies on stuff to stick on people's mouths? I guess not. Then that makes me the expert here. So show me them two thumbs. And so, 
I leaned back in his folding chair and opened up my mouth. Ah. Now it is time for me to count the cavities and scrape your teeth with these metal-y things. Oh, thank you. The scaling's my favorite part. My teeth feel so smooth and shiny afterwards. No, it's an evil dentist. Come on, you're supposed to be scared. I am a little scared you'll find a cavity, but I've been brushing and flossing every day and using mouthwash, too. Uh, then what good are you? I'm supposed to be fairly evil now, and you're making it very difficult with your no-cavity mouth. That sounds very frustrating, Fred. No, don't sympathize with me. I'm a villain. The bell on the door rang again, but jingle jangle. It was Papa Lou. He'd brought my two kids here for a visit. Mama Jamma, get out of that chair. We just looked up your dentist on Welp. And did you know he's a half-toothless old dog? Zack Zizi, I'm so glad you're here. Fred needs a new patient. Yes, yes. <laughs> a child after Halloween with a mouthful of candy rotted teeth. Come sit in the squeaky chair under my swinging light bulb of evil. Mom, is it just me or is Fred evil now? Just a little, honey, but he needs this. <sighs> Okay. Ah. ZZ opened her mouth, and Fred took a long look inside. You got to be kidding me. Only one little itty bitty emerging cavity. A cavity? I'm so disappointed. We just haven't been able to come to the dentist regularly for a long time. I blame the fact that dentists haven't existed in What If World until now. <laughs> now let the pain commence. I really don't think the dentist is painful. Yeah, as long as we take care of our teeth and watch what we eat, our visits go pretty smoothly. Was of course, isn't anyone here afraid of the dentist? And arch me. Bet you all forgot I was here. Cause Mama Gemma stuffed me in her enormous purse, but, but I brush me pumpkin teeth every day. So they'll last as long as the teeth of a carved pumpkin. I whispered into my purse. Yeah, carved pumpkins only last a few days. Oh, now I'm more afraid of being a pumpkin than I ever was of the dentist. But don't brush crumble. Just then, a giant dragon's head crashed through the door and seemed to immediately get stuck somehow. It is I, Dracomax. I was chewing on a volcano, and now I have a shard of obsidian lodged between two of my razor teeth. Ha 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 ha! and wide, Draco Max, my perfect patient. Of course, my are you fireproof by any chance? Fireproof? No, but I have goggles. Fireproof goggles? I mean, they are safety goggles, so probably. Okay, then let's keep climbing around in there. Watch out for the delicious magma. Uh, it's only magma when it's underground, Dracomax. But what if I ate it when it was still underground? Oh, that's an interesting question. We'd lost sight of Fred during this conversation, but we could still smell him quite uh, easily. That smells not me. It's burning dog fur. It is still technically you. 
Okay, everyone, in light of recent events involving some spectacularly overrated safety goggles, I am going to pursue a career outside of dentistry. But, uh, inside of my mouth. Apparently, yes. I think I'm trapped here. So, now cleaning for me? <laughs> Aww. I like how a dentist or a hygienist take care of me while I get some time alone in the chair. Then go to a real dentist. This was obviously a failed, fairly evil plot. I heard that eating some candy in a single sitting or along with a meal is better for your teeth than snacking throughout the day. Is that true, Fred? What? I just told you all, I I'm a terrible dentist! And I heard that brushing after every single meal can actually wear down your teeth's enamel. I truly have no idea what you're talking about! And I have heard that eating a dentist is very good for your teeth. Oh, you know, I think I did hear that somewhere before. <laughs> oh, sticks. And everyone lived happily ever after. The end! Uh, happily ever after, I just found out that me pumpkin head's gonna rot. And I'm pretty sure Fred is still stuck in Draco Max's mouth, while Draco Max's head is stuck in Fred's office. Oh, it doesn't matter. That story's over, so we're back here in the living room. Meaning it's finally my turn to tell a story. <laughs> oh, and I've got a humdinger picked out for all of you. Forget about it. It's my turn. JFK! JFK! Me! Yow. No fair. Where'd you even come from? I've been napping here since last week. If you listen carefully and use your imagination, you can hear me purring through the last two episodes. Well, of course you can if you imagine it. Well, Jojo, all I want to know is whose story will save me from being a pumpkin the fastest. Mine, of course. Good enough for me. But you didn't even ask me. Now what do you fear the most, JF Cat? Oh, I'm not afraid of anything, Petey. But everyone's afraid of something, Jojo. Why should I be? I'm a cat. I'm the best thing in the whole universe and everybody worships me. I can't remember ever feeling afraid in my whole life. Then why did I get this question from Ruben? Hi, my name is Ruben and I like animals. And my what if question is what if JF cat switched bodies with a mouse? Bring it on. I'll be a meowsing as a mouse, too. Uh, you, you know, Petey, if you picked me, I could tell a story where you uh, get rich. But in my story, you'll have really great hair. Then it's decided. Let's find out what if JF Cat switched bodies with a mouse and Petey the Pumpkin Pirate had great hair. Petey? Oh, okay, that last part was, wasn't actually in the question. It all started a week ago, when Papa Lou invited me to live in his house. Well, I, I don't remember doing that. Uh, narrator's powers taking me. JFK, why don't you just come on over and live at our house, please? I'd be perfectly delighted. And while you're staying here, you should sleep directly on my face and eat anything off my dinner plate that looks good to you. Wait, did I actually say that? And so it was settled. I would do the Jemalu family the honor of having them get to take care of me. But after a week of me napping, scratching, and puking everywhere, suddenly this family wanted more. 
I just thought it would be nice if I gave you a little pet. I'm not that kind of cat. Okay. But maybe you'll do a little trick for a treat. How about you give me the treat first, and then I don't do anything? Ah, uh, that's fair. I'm just saying, kitty, we've got a house full of mice. Couldn't you just use your cat wiles to scare them away? And that's when I realized these people wanted me to be a different kind of cat than who I was. Well, I'd show them. <sighs> Was he in the middle of hatching a plot, or just, um... I think this is the plot. Okay, well, you kids want to go out for ice cream? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Beep, beep. I'm already in the car. Let's go get ice cream. I woke up to a house that was suspiciously empty. These traders wouldn't let me sit around not getting pet by them all day. Well, I teach them a thing or two. For real this time, let's knock over some vases. That's right, I call them vases. I can say fancy words like vases if you don't like it. Excuse me? You are not excused. You interrupted my breaking of things. It's just that you broke... A vase right in front of my family's mouse hole. That's on you for living below a mantle that was so full of vases. Oh, you're probably right. Just make sure you don't break the last vase on the left. I've heard it contains a terrible girl. You don't tell me what to do. <laughs> What's meowing to me? Oh. My voice is still the same. I thought because I was shrinking into a mouse that my voice would get higher, but it didn't. I think it would make the narrative confusing if your voice kept changing. Who are you anyway, suspicious mouse? I'm Mr. Mouser. You've known me for your entire life. I thought you lived at the what house? No, you lived at the what house. I've always had to commute from here. Okay, so I'm a mouse. Is this supposed to teach me some sort of lesson? I think it's just a standard cursed vase situation. Hang on a second, Mr. Mouser. Are you a cat? Oh, so I am. Hmm. That gives me some ideas. That idea better not be eating me now. Oh, no, I was just thinking I'd be able to run to work much faster. But now that you mention it, you have eaten me several dozen times. It seems only fitting. And using my own body's lightning-fast reflexes against me, Mr. Mouse of the Cat lunged. I darted into the cat hole, or, get, or mouse hole, whatever, and met his adorable mouse family for the first time. Daddy! Okay, listen, there's a cat out there that might claim to be me, and also he has my voice. I need you to sacrifice yourselves to him so that I may escape. Whatever you say, goodbye, dear. And I shoved them all out of the mouse hole and ran in the other direction. Does, does he actually think I'm going to eat my own family? He's really not a very good friend. I heard that. These mouse ears are actually pretty good. I was starting to feel hungry, but instead of wanting to eat delicious things like meat and leaves that would make me puke, I suddenly had a craving for seeds and fruit. I'm afraid you won't find fruit or seeds in the dark corners of this house. It was a spider who thought that they could talk to me as if we were equals. 
I always assumed that if I were a mouse, I'd want cheese. But I guess we'll eat just about anything if we're hungry enough. Because now, I was hungry for spider. Oh, please don't eat me. I'm a nice spider, just trying to raise my enormous family. But before I could ignore that spider and shove them into my mouth, I suddenly found I'd switched places with them. This mouse body will let me hunt larger prey to feed to my family. Just as long as you don't decide to feed them spider, haha, <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty weird, you know, considering that, uh... No, actually, that's quite a good idea. But before that mouse could eat me, I used my newfound smallness to slip through a very small crack in the wood and get right outside of the house. Yeah, I wouldn't say I was afraid, but I think it's fair to say that I don't like being eaten. You've got that right, Buster. It was a tiny fly, gathering moisture off something I had, uh, left in the backyard. My name's Fly, number six to the nine hundredth power. My family told me that a fly and a spider could never be friends. But now I see that any two people can be friends as long as... You spinning a web around me? Ah, uh, is that what I'm doing? It was what I was doing. Yes, I'm pouring my heart out to you and you're spinning a web around me. No, no, listen. I'm a first-time spider. I wouldn't even know how to spin a web if I tried. I said as I continued to spin a web around him. Now that is seriously insulting. You think I was born yesterday? Probably. You're a fly. Lucky guess. And as I tightened my trap around the fly and went in to finally have lunch, I'm beginning to think I may be cursed. Oh, look who's the spider now and who's the fly. You, you, you're the fly and I'm the spider. Good thing I was terrible at making webs because I was able to finally slip free just as... Beep, beep, we're home. I don't know why I'm beeping to announce my arrival to an otherwise empty home. It was those humans who wanted to take care of me. Well, I was finally ready to let them do it. I flew over to them. It was going to be their lucky day. Oh, shoe fly, don't bother me. I'll get the fly swatter, honey. But it's me, lovable JF fly. Oh no, oh, this fly is really flying in my face. Yug, stop it. I think it's trying to eat me. Yeah, I'm in this horrible human body. Hey, look at me, kid. Your Papa Lou is finally fly. <laughs> Doesn't that mean cool? Not since long before we were born. And never for you, I'm afraid, Papa Lou. All right, everybody. I think I've got this curse figured out. Yeah, I'm hoping so, because I still haven't made an appearance in this story. Wink, wink. Oh, I almost forgot. It was Petey the Pumpkin. The bold pumpkin. Oh, right. And that's when I realized what I had to do. I picked up the pumpkin and opened my mouth wide. There. Is everyone happy? Petey, you've got a full head of hair. 
Papaloo, you're a fly. Mr. Mouser, you've got the best body of all mine. And I'm a para stinky old pumpkin. Oh, wait a second. My hair was never as thick and full as it is on him. Who's telling this story anyhow? Oh, no, I, I actually, now that I think of it, I remember that you always had wonderful hair, Papaloo. Wow. I don't know if I've ever seen such great hair. Okay, now I, now I officially walk back into that body. Daddy, can I keep you in a jar? No, son, you may not. Everyone seemed to be having a a great time. So I started to slowly roll myself out toward the compost bin. And I'd finally learned something I was afraid of. Not getting attention. The end. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jojo, why am I back in my pumpkin body? The story was over. Everything went back to normal. But you didn't find any, like, magic, or... What can I tell ya? It was a short story. Does that mean I'll just turn back to normal? Because these were all just spooky Halloween tales? I don't know, Petey. It probably depends on the next couple of what-if questions. Well, then you heard them, folks. You can email recorded questions to whatifworldpodcast at gmail.com from anywhere in the world. And U.S. listeners can call 205-605-WHAT, that's 9428, to send in their ideas. And you can also support What If World at patreon.com slash whatifworld. Our patrons get ad-free episodes, a shout-out on the story, and a better chance of getting their questions answered. Which is why I am here, Cleopatra, to shout out Cece, age 9, from Chicago. She loves her cats Luna and Mina, as well as art, skateboarding, soccer, and animals. Thanks, Cece. And I'd like to thank Eric O'Keefe, who creates What If World along with Karen O'Keefe, as well as Craig Martinson for our theme song, our helper Miss Lynn, and all you kids at home who know that everyone's afraid of something. So it's okay to share your fears. And until we meet again, keep wondering.